Uh, so welcome everybody to Horizon Weekly Insider number 156. Today is Monday, October 17th. Thank you all so much for joining us and please be aware that the call is being recorded so that uh, the call will be available for you to check out later on in the Horizon podcast. Uh, also, please remember to ask your questions for the team on Mentee. The link is now pinned to the top of our spaces. Um, and you should be able to have your questions answered at the end of the call. Uh, so today we're going to go ahead and kick off with our engineering department as always. So welcome, Roberto. Okay. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Erika. Happy Monday. Uh, we'll be providing the updates for the engineering department. So let's get started with Zendu. Uh, last week, we were in talk with our partners to start the auditing of the main chain code. Uh, we made good progresses, so gave a detailed description of the affected code, discussed our design choice, provided all the links and references, so we'll soon be ready to proceed with the formal audit. Uh, for the other uh, important topic, management of key rotation, we are working on the uh, proof verifiers. So some modifications are needed to manage uh, the rotation of the side chain, key rotation and side chain. So uh, we are uh, we did the, this modification on the interface, sorting out last details, conflicts, and dependency with uh, uh, with the other team. But we are very close to uh, close also this other activity. Uh, we are also working on another important topic regarding non-system sidechain and the implementation of a solution to manage check of transaction fees. This is ready for internal review. Um, the meanwhile, we have also fixed a number of bugs related to failing bills, estimation of size for shielded transaction and com-based transaction. Then, for what regards Blaze and specifically the key rotation management, we are moving forward with the circuit integration and are enhancing the test coverage. Uh, also, uh, volume tests are currently ongoing. We are now executing on larger instances and with an increased number of forger. Uh, at the same time, all the changes require to run the same test on multiple machines with a different setup are also being evaluated. For what regard the secure enclave architecture, this has been uh, defined uh, by the infrastructure team and working now inside implementation and this activity is in progress. Uh, lastly, I want to also highlight good progresses on the sidechain to sidechain design activity and also brainstorming session with the product team to evaluate all the requirements of having upgradable SNARK circuits on the sidechain. For what regards EVM, first and foremost, okay, the EVM milestone 2 is deploying on testnet. Uh, the endpoint access has been shared with a relevant team internally, and so testing activity has started already. Also, we have addressed all the issue clarifications that came out from the smart contract team, and specifically, okay, we have added the uh, missing remote call and uh, focusing now on mempool improvement, mempool handling, and number of my, on uh, of my, a number of minor bug fixes as well. Then, for what regards the promise system team, okay, Plonky two 
it's one of the main work stream activity. We do have a proof of concept implementing endless recursion with different configuration. Now we are proceeding, working on the next steps. So the next step would be write a comprehensive design document. We are describing interface, design choices, and the essential implementation details of our uh, prototype. We are also working on two important topics. Define the security level in Plonky 2. 100 bits usually is considered across the uh, uh, yeah, working team, okay, an acceptable uh, solution, but we want to understand if it's true, evaluate the impact on performance. And estimating the performance to aggregate a number of base proof with Plonky 2 and also writing a Plonky 2 verifier for risk zero base proof. Okay, so these were the main point and back to you, Erica. Thank you, Roberta. Now I'd like to welcome Victor and Angie for the product and token mint updates. Thank you, Erica. Uh, last week, uh, for the VM sidechain, uh, um, there is an important update because we were able to register it uh, in testnet in our second milestone, milestone two. Uh, we had uh, uh, we found out a bug uh, that uh, came up and uh, was uh, difficult to find before deploying it uh, in testnet because it was about uh, peers uh, that uh, were banding each other. Um, uh, ending up in a, a disconnection between the two. So um, this bug forced us to register uh, again the sidechain and uh, it was uh, completed the deployment process today. We uh, have already tested again uh, another important uh, uh, part that is uh, moving funds uh, with the forward transfer using Sphere, uh, our desktop wallet uh, to the EVM sidechain itself. The operation went smoothly and uh, currently requires uh, zero padding of the first 12 bytes because uh, of the different length uh, comparing the Cobalt address uh, with uh, an Ethereum account uh, that is only 20 bytes. Uh, and um, in the following uh, um, months, we will prepare a new version of Sphere supporting also uh, this kind of uh, uh, account uh, without uh, having to manually padding uh, with zeros uh, uh, the remaining. Uh, the sanction, the, pri the prior one, the, pre the previously one, uh, gave us uh, the time to discover this new bug and uh, it was in the Sparks framework. So in our version of Scorex, our networking layer mainly. Um, and uh, it was uh, Mm, the, the main reason why we needed to register again the sidechain. Uh, anyway, we shared uh, these details, uh, the, the RPC, URL, and chain ID with uh, some of our partners that uh, um, starting tomorrow will have uh, early access to our sidechain uh, to help us testing out the VM chain to understand if something is missing or functioning in a, a strange way. <laughs> Anyway, they will deploy their own dApps that are alive already in other networks, like, for example, Ethereum, Polygon. Um, among uh, uh, what importantly will be deployed, uh, a bridge for your C20 token. And uh, it will be the first time that we will have the chance to move, uh, uh, for example, Rapid Eater or uh, some ERC20 tokens from Ethereum early testnet uh, to our uh, uh, EVM sidechain in testnet. Of course, 
this testing will be internal, but uh, with the help of our partners, we will share the uh, outcome of the testing. And uh, uh, important to keep in mind is that uh, our current sidechain will be replaced in early January by a new version, a new uh, sidechain that will support also key uh, rotation uh, circuit. Um, and uh, that uh, feature is incompatible with the current sidechain. So uh, it will we will be forced to register a new sidechain for public availability with the main purpose of public testing. Uh, about testing, other activities uh, are ongoing and uh, we managed to remove another uh, huge performance bottleneck that was related to the memory pool uh, management and uh, we've made an, an optimization in uh, the account uh, sidechains that, uh, let's say, all account sidechains will benefit. And um, there is still another optimization that we are aware that can be done. Uh, I will keep you posted with that. Other two big activities that are starting this week, uh, the audit of the complete uh, SDK with the EVM app and a complete review by the entire team of the VM of the SDK account. Uh, I leave you with the updates from Angie and back to you. Thanks, Victor, and hi, everyone. So uh, some uh, updates for Token Mint. Uh, we are at the final stage of our uh, audit with the NFT functionality. So uh, we should be releasing to mainnet in the upcoming weeks. Uh, but for us, as always, as, as I've been saying, and I could sound a bit repetitive, but it's very important that our uh, products and tools go through uh, um, audits uh, before we release um, to mainnet. So that's ongoing. Uh, also, Sphere is going through uh, um, an audit right now, and we're addressing the findings uh, of that as well. And I would like to also um, highlight some of the EVM support uh, work streams that we have going on right now. So we have a, a sidechain faucet development ongoing. Like uh, Victor mentioned, we want to make it very easy for people and users to claim uh, testnet send either from Sphere and in this case from Cobalt as well. So that's uh, some of the features that are upcoming in the next following weeks. We're also working on updating Cobalt designs and the whole UX UI experience for uh, to support the EVM sidechain in project. So those uh, developments are also ongoing. Uh, they're currently, some of them are already currently on their feature flag, meaning that uh, we cannot see them right now uh, live, but we are certainly testing them and continuing continuing development on that front uh, for Cobalt to support EVM. Um, also, some uh, other uh, research uh, ongoing uh, regarding EVM indexer, and this has to do with our backend uh, to track uh, EVM sidechain transactions and activities ongoing. So there are several different work streams to support the EVM uh, project. So um, yeah, very, very excited for that. And, and that's it uh, from, from our side right now. Thank you. And back to you, Erika. Thank you, Angie. And now for Vano and the BD updates. Thank you, Erika. Happy Monday, everyone. So we are doing our third round of notifications regarding Zen 3.0. 2.0 update tomorrow, as well as checking with our partners if they need further support with it. Uh, we have deprecation of the current version of Zen happening this Friday, October 21st, during night UTC time. And I will be checking integrations again in the morning and follow up as needed, like always. 
So far, our my major partners, including uh, large mining pools and exchanges, are already testing new software. We have early feedback, and it's mainly positive response to support the new version of Zen. Um, that's all from me for today. Back to you, Erica. Thank you, Vano. And now I'd like to welcome Lucy for marketing updates. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Uh, so a lot of work is happening in the background as we are um, preparing for the release of our EVM. So one of the focuses is uh, uh, revamping how we uh, uh, engage with our community uh, that uh, you know, our aim is to better support and facilitate developer activities and also welcoming new users. So in the next weeks and months, uh, months you will notice changes in our Discord, how the channels are organized and, and uh, uh, increase the level of support from our team. So you will also soon hear about some changes for how this very um, weekly insider uh, will be done. So the original goal for our weekly insider was to include the, uh, uh, our, our community in our weekly team stand-up meetings. Uh, and as our project has grown, uh, we feel there is a lot we can add to the weekly insider that will bring more interesting topics and insights, not just from uh, our uh, leadership teams, but um, you know, also from team members with different expertise, you know, our uh, partners, ambassadors, and other interesting leaders in the space. So we think the uh, uh, new uh, weekly insider will be more, more uh, podcast-like. Uh, so there may be uh, may also be changes to the schedule and frequency in order to uh, better facilitate uh, the call. So we will uh, keep everyone updated on the progress and any new changes. So. Um, we will also be publishing some of the video recordings of uh, uh, from ZenCon Zero uh, presentations this week uh, on YouTube. Uh, so we just received them last week. Uh, there are some really interesting presentations and uh, panels. I, I myself was not able to attend a lot of them in person during ZenCon. Uh, so fortunately, now I can watch and listen uh, to the uh, playback. So, and uh, speaking of interesting things to listen to, uh, Rob had a, uh, a live interview with NASDAQ last week and discussed the gaming in blockchain, sports in Web3, and uh, how the metaverse can be um, accessed and utilized. So you can find the interview on our Twitter feed uh, if, you, uh, if you missed that. We also released uh, quite a few of, uh, new articles on our academy. Uh, so make sure that you follow our academy on Twitter. We have a separate academy uh, Twitter account uh, where we uh, post our new uh, articles. So you, if you're interested in learning more about blockchain and uh, uh, the new uh, technologies, uh, make sure that you follow. That's it for me. Back to you, Erica. Thank you, Lucy. And I just wanted to let everybody know that there is now a new Punks Discord server. Uh, so the server will house the greater punks community and it's where you can all go to chat with other members of the punks community and participate in punks airdrops and stay up to date on the latest punks token news. So we'll be sharing the link to that later on today. I highly recommend you all go check it out. Uh, you can also go there to provide any feedback you have on the punks hero game by Pipeflare which if you guys aren't familiar with the game, I highly recommend you check it out on pipeflare.io. It's super fun, especially if you enjoy like side-scrolling platformers like Super Mario Bros. 
so now let's go ahead and welcome Rob for leadership updates and Q&A session. Well, thank you, Erica. And uh, to everyone, I'm pretty pumped for the upcoming podcast style type format to these updates. So looking forward to that and can't wait to see what the team comes up with. Um, guys, I was out last week. Uh, you guys probably know that. Maybe you didn't notice. But uh, I was actually out in Milan for a week and I was out there with Zane. And I got back just the night before. So I took a little bit of time off and just wanted to quickly fill you guys in on what I was doing out there because so so soon after Zencom Zero, why was I there? Well, we're actually going through some pretty substantial restructuring of our technology teams. And I have to say there's just a lot of work in progress right now to make uh, everything very aligned and streamlined with some of the really the big goals that we have. Uh, the goals you guys know. You guys, you know, join us every week and you know we're launching EBM, you know we're getting NFTs on TokenMint, you know we're working on this sidechain to sidechain interoperability protocol. So those things are, you guys are very well aware of, but what we were doing really was just making sure that we streamline our workflows and make sure the teams are all working on exactly what they should be to maximum effect on our biggest goals. Um, so anyway, just a lot coming down the pipeline there. We're going to be feeding you guys some updates over the coming weeks. So stay tuned. Uh, some of them are very exciting. Well, I'd say they're all very exciting and all delivery oriented and related. Uh, so more to come. Speaking of deliveries, you guys just heard that Milestone 2 for EVM was deployed to Testnet. Yes, we'll be doing another deployment of another version of the EVM chain when we have the new circuit ready to go. Uh, but this one is being used right now for internal testing and select private testing for partners that we want to go live on day one. So the sooner we can get people testing, the better. And that's exactly what's happening. And I do have to say, I actually love every time I hear about bugs that we find um, because the reality was we were never so good with deploying to live environments so far in advance of mainnet launches. So this is kind of uh, kind of new for us. And it's kind of awesome that the team is uncovering things that, you know, realistically in the past, we would have uncovered maybe some weeks before a mainnet launch, whereas now we're discovering months before a mainnet launch. So they actually won't impact uh, the mainnet uh, deployment. So uh, this doing this right with QA testing is a really big deal, and we're just going to see the the effects of this over time. I would say compound, which is a new way of doing business. Um, also, did you hear from Victor, guys, that we just had our first bridge, or we're, we're getting our first bridge to Ethereum, you know, from our EVM chain? Well, obviously on testnet. So, but still, it's a really big deal. The fact that we're going to be able to bridge uh, tokens from our horizon world into the ethereum world and vice versa um so more to come on that guys but huge milestone for us and many more of these types of milestones uh forthcoming with this evm launch um and just the reminder that we're putting together a big blitz uh strategy for when the evm is delivered so on this we call it our day one strategy basically we, we want to make sure that this is not just a tech delivery this is going to be a major major uh, launch for our ecosystem of a smart contract platform, Ethereum compatible, bridges to, you know, to Ethereum and, you know, all of the compatibility of the environment that you would expect in Ethereum. We want to exist here in Horizon. This means things like MetaMask, this thing, means things like Etherscan and other dev tools that you would get in Ethereum we want here in Horizon so that this is a very seamless and important launch. And there's a lot of work that goes into that, including uh, you know, this team and partners and other you know, ecosystem participants 
strategizing, you know, on their own together, whatever it is for how do we make this successful? What dApps do we want to take on? Uh, what dApps do we want to encourage others to take on? Uh, so there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and we'll be releasing more of the plans to you guys as we flesh them out. Uh, okay, beyond that, the sidechain to sidechain work is really important. And I think one thing that's different now is that we have just a, a very uh, well-integrated team across functional areas that's thinking through design and then building up the design. So this is going to be a big project for us, but it's something that's going to happen concurrent to the EVM delivery. And uh, we'll see you know, um, what kind of timeline we can release for you guys in the near future. And also, uh, Zane right now is out in Milan still organizing uh, what we're calling a research agenda for our research and, and cryptography team um, so that we can have just a coherent research agenda that is uh, short-term, mid-term, long-term, and oriented around the, the broader goals of the ecosystem. Uh, so again, more things to be excited about in terms of the, the big brains that are thinking about how they're going to be supporting this ecosystem. All right, so just going down the list, guys, I know there's a lot to update you on. Uh, I'm just kind of repeating what you've heard on some of these, but uh, the NFTs are, NFTs are going to be launched with Token Mint this month. This is, for me, super exciting, hopefully for you guys, super exciting, and I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing those in my Cobalt wallet. Um, EVM Faucet is actually another thing that's forthcoming. So uh, this is really just for the user experience on our sidechain, in our sidechain world of, uh, you know, right now you have to go get Zen and do a forward transfer from, you know, a wallet like Sphere into Cobalt. So then you could use Zen on a sidechain. We want to make sure that when the EVM goes live, we have as seamless and frictionless of an environment for users as possible, which means we want to have a really nice, easy way for people to get Zen directly in the sidechain environment and not have to do forward transfers, which, you know, it could be a little bit cumbersome of our process. Um, so kudos to the team for even thinking about that. And a shout out, just to reiterate what um, Lucy mentioned, our PR team is pretty awesome. The fact that they can get me on NASDAQ is pretty huge and just shows the professionalism and the hard work that these guys are always doing you know, around the clock. So thank you guys. And uh, that's about it. That's all I have here. I don't know if we want to open it up to Q&A. Erica, I defer to you. Oh, we absolutely do want to open it up to oh, Q&A. I was hoping you'd punt on that one. All right. <laughs> Never. Uh, okay. So the top three questions today uh, looks like top question today is, how does this bear market feel relative to 2018? It seems like a financial winter rather than a product winter, i.e. are you seeing more development relative to 2018? I would say more development, yes, absolutely, because the ecosystem or just the crypto world uh, is what I mean by ecosystem is just much more mature. And this is what happens every bear market cycle. We, well, we're starting with uh, higher lows and, uh, you know, we're starting from just a, a much more mature uh, tech and product environment. So, but I will say just from my two zennies and how I do view this is a little bit different from the previous winters that I've experienced is that the macro environment is different just hands down difference. You know, for, I don't know what it was, 30 years or so, we've had a steadily declining rate environment and just a lot of uh, expanding liquidity from central banks, in particular from the 2008, 2009 financial crisis, and they just kept on expanding. Uh, now we're actually seeing a reversal of that, which is a big deal. So the macro environment is substantially shifting from what we've experienced over the last several decades. 
Um, so I, I have no idea how that will manifest, but we're definitely in a much better position as a world of the world of crypto because now you have a lot of real things going on on chain. Whereas in earlier you know bear cycles, it was really yeah I would just say very much speculative speculation driven on the way up, on the way down. You know, like when things go too far on the way up, then they certainly come down, then they overcorrect and so forth. And you just see this kind of bouncing around on prices. This seems different to me. And we're certainly taking it very seriously and trying to position ourselves for, well, real world utility, like getting that EVM chain out there so we can you know, have all that smart contracting activity and real applications going live, but also focusing on what we do different from other ecosystems, which is really on our, our sidechain system. Anyway, so just a lot to come and we're playing it conservatively, but we're also fairly well resourced as an ecosystem. And that last part kind of brings us into our next question really well. Uh, the question is, is it is Horizon fully prepared for a prolonged crypto winter? <sighs> it's a tough one. I mean, because it, it always comes down to how prolonged will this be? And I'd say we're, we've definitely never been more prepared than we are right now. Uh, but that's really also a function of the fact that we have multiple organizations you know, contributing and committing themselves to this ecosystem. So as, as an example, we know that we have a public treasury and the public treasury certainly gets slammed with the prices then. Uh, and that's just a very volatile source of funding for the ecosystem. And for sure, that's down. Uh, Horizon Labs, on the other hand, is a very well-resourced company that's committing to supporting the ecosystem. Uh, and, you know, I would say the company is, you know, has many years of runway ahead of it. And it's, you know, just kind of doubling down on this ecosystem bet here. Um, so really, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. And now we have other companies coming in to the environment. We have HCC taking on a little bit more of, uh, of an active role, hopefully in the coming months. We have uh, Tixel coming in as a dev shop. So we've got others coming in here that, and that's really nice to see. But for sure, you know, everything depends on how long and brutal the bear market we have in front of us. But again, like we've been here before and been here, done that. And I would say we're we've never been more prepared than we are now. Awesome. And now for the final question, uh, what are the long term goals for Horizon and Horizon Labs? Mm, okay, so let's just say for the ecosystem, let's talk ecosystem goal or goals, and, and there are a bunch of them, and we'll, we'll release actual like formal goals with the roadmap that the you know vaunted roadmap that we always talk to you guys about. Um, but so for sure, the easy ones, EVM, EVM to mainnet, huge NFTs into token mint, really important. So we're gonna have multiple side chains now as part of our ecosystem. We'll probably launch another EVM style chain, you know, TBD on name and function. But um, as we're putting together the next big goal, the sidechain to sidechain interoperability protocol, we're probably going to want it to start with uh, EVM chain to EVM chain. Um, and then from there, like I, I mentioned at Zencom Zero, if you guys listen to that uh, uh, presentation, I, I'm setting a pretty ambitious goal. I want us to have a dozen sidechains operating in production on mainnet by the end of next year. So there's going to be a lot of work to make that happen and just a lot of just restructuring how we do business, you know, just being much more automated with how we do business, making sure that we're, we're focusing on building blocks that have a coherent uh, kind of like um, composability effect so we can launch products that use building blocks that we create in an intelligent way. There's a lot that goes into this type of planning, but I think if, if we can pull this off, and some of the, the things that have been ongoing for a while, like the EVM project, 
for sure, we're going to pull that off and that's going to launch. And, you know, hopefully it'll be a very successful launch with all the other work that we're doing around it. Um, but if we pull off the entire goal or set of goals for 2023, I mean, this should be a very different project by the end of next year than it is today and, and, you know, than it ever has been. Awesome. Well, that was it for the questions today. Um, Thank you all for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week. And again, we just want to remind everybody that we are restructuring uh, how we're doing the weekly insider. So we'll be announcing updates as we get those solidified. Thank you all. Have a great week.